Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Malone, let's talk about it. Okay. He was Post at Formula One. Oh. Post Malone, or as as uh, Aiden, our Irish friend who was responsible for us being at F one, says, calls him Poster Malone. <laughs> hey, is he the one with the the weird face tattoos? He has. It's all face tattoos. Like I don't know where the skin is. Mm-hmm. It's all just all the tattoos sort of meld into one to make one power tattoo, and that is really commitment. That's commitment. But it, it's it's he's he just looks dirty, like it looks like stuff you just want to smudge off. These aren't like <laughs> nice tattoos. It's about bulk. It's about quantity, not quality. So you didn't go up to him and just like lick your finger. I and did, and I, oh, you have some. Excuse me, Poster Malone. Just stay still. I'm just gonna. It's not coming off. How many teardrops are on your face? <laughs> Why are you so sad? And the funny thing is, is that I'm sure he looked like a badass in his day, but now he's becoming a middle-aged man. So there's something about it where, and he's a bit like, he's put on some LBs like anybody has. He's got the quarantine weight. And these like kind of middle-aged white guys that are like, the performers and the DJs, like Tiesto was there, which to try to explain Tiesto to my husband was... I didn't know how to break it down to him. I don't but even know what you just said. Tiesto, he's he's a DJ, but I work out oh, to his music okay. all the uh, like you have to get with us. You know, <laughs> you just stick with me and y'all totes me Tiesto. Mm-hmm. But post Malone is is like he he looks unhealthy and they put him in the blazing Florida sun and you watched the man get redder and redder and redder, and I thought, well, this is where he dies. This is, we're going to actually just be, have a front row seat to Post Malone's death. Well, if Poster Malone is, if it's his time, it's his time. Maybe that's why he's Post. There's yeah. pre and Post Malone. <laughs> he yeah. is, he's edging towards Post rapidly. It's too bad you didn't have Sam Malone from Cheers. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would make so much more sense, especially yeah. at Form- Formula One. He just comes out and everybody's like, what the hell's going on? And he starts to rap and you're like, I don't understand what I'm seeing. And he's at like the Hard Rock Beach Club that's been created for Formula One, you know? Sounds terrible. Let me tell you. And you you didn't drink? I did not drink. This was the hardest thing to do. I am off the sauce until the end of May. And it, it, it was, this was, it was, it hurt. It hurts my soul because this was like, premium experience top-notch hooch everywhere casamigos tequila because that's what the ladies like couldn't touch it couldn't go couldn't do aperol spritzes everywhere it was like a true test of what i could do but um the experience was wild patty it was wild because i was like when will we ever be here again like i never hopefully never no, I want to go again. I'm fascinated. Oh. I'm in oh. it because okay. I studied and I watched Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix. And let me tell you what, you should watch this because every driver is hot. Uh-huh. And they drive 
expensive fast cars. I'm sorry. <laughs> leave the leave the politics behind, except for the fact that I did see Caitlyn Jenner, but I almost bumped into her. It was nuts. She was inches away from my face. Ugh. I saw the work. I saw the work. Everybody can see the work. You can see the work from space. It's like the Luxor. It was nuts. Like, it was just a, a cool thing to go to because, I mean, you know, you would never think. And now, because of the Netflix show, it's become so much more popular. So I watched the Netflix show. Four seasons of this. The, each driver is hotter than the last. They're all international. So they all have a, mm, an Australian accent or something, you know, Espana. And it was just so, and you get so into it because it's like drama. And there's not many of them, you know? It's not like the NFL where each team has 40 players. I don't know about football. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. But, like, each team has two drivers. So you can't help but get into who these people are. So we go to it. Now, it was at the Hard Rock Stadium, which I think is where the Dolphins play. Completely gutted and changed for this event. One down, if there was a thorn in the experience, it was that it was 9,000 degrees in Florida. <laughs> and my body went from cold, rainy, 30 degree weather to hot, hot, hot. My feet can't touch the ground, heat. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, you know, like everybody bouges up and my face sort of melted for a couple days. But you can feel the excitement building through the weekend to the race day. So it's like the first day is practice and the next day is qualifying and then the third day is the race night and you see it you see it filling up more and you see it getting more star-studded and then you see the fashion come out and the nfl players because the dolphins were all there they were all in our paddock as it were we were in the paddock club oh sure very fun very bougie food everywhere booze everywhere couldn't touch it god but uh, I could touch the NFL players. They were very close to me. And uh, it, it was wild. It was wild. So some, some celeb sightings that I had. Yeah, I almost crashed into Caitlyn Jenner. Best celeb sighting was when we went to go up a staircase. And this guy came out of nowhere. And he's like, stop, 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 back up, back up. And I was like, what's happening? And then Michelle Obama wafted by me. And I was like, oh, my God. She is gorgeous. So it wasn't Viola Davis as Michelle Obama. It, was it actually... may have been. They were probably filming. I, the reason I think it's not Viola Davis is she wasn't crying out of her nose. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty sure it was the real Michelle Obama. Okay. So Michelle Obama was there. So that should counteract all of your issues with these drivers. Um, this, the Williams sisters were there. Lots of rappers. Pharrell was there. Oh, God. Pharrell. I'm right here. Hi. It was awesome and the race itself it's like it's wild because you're in the center of the track so when you're outside there's only so much you can see it's like watching new jersey transit or like people on new jersey turnpike you know i was like i've maybe i've been practicing for this my whole life maybe i am an f1 driver i'll just get out there in my crv and be like let's open this puppy up see what she can do you should do that the next time you're there i should They'll allow me on there. I don't think it'll be a problem. I see nothing wrong with that. It was like Coachella for rich white people. (laughs) Well, wait, Coachella is rich white people, but they're younger. But it was like Coachella. It felt very like that's what I said to Trixie at one point. I was like, "Is this 
is this our Coachella? Because it was all about like the fashion as it went along and the and the celeb sightings and the weird experience. It was just weird. It was so weird. I want to do it again. Okay. But I tell you what, I don't understand the people who could just sit in the bleachers and not die a thousand deaths because it was all the heat. It was like 95 degrees each day, but with direct sun on a grandstand. I would have vomited. I don't know. I don't know how many people puked. Well, that's unfortunate that you didn't. And uh, my Jules bought himself a nice Red Bull coat. He he supports the people who are the winners. Red a Bull Red one. Red Bull coat. Red Bull coat. Yeah, one of the one of the teams. Red Bull team. I I like Ferrari, but there is one driver, and he drives for a company called McLaren, and his name is Daniel Ricardo. McLaren. McLaren. But he's an Aussie, and he's like a wiry Aussie. And my jewels is totally fine with it. I'm wiping out my whole list, and I'm just putting Daniel Ricardo on it. And once he meets me, Ricardo. I, uh, he, no, you got it because he's Aussie. So it's like, wait, how do I get into my Aussie accent? There's nothing wrong with the potato. He's the Ricardo. That's not it. He's potato. Got a, Ricardo. Oh, he's got a potato. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have to square smile when I do that. My jaw gets really tight. If I do my Aussie accent for him, he's going to fall in love with me and then game over. I got to yeah, move. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm going to have to go to Australia and I'll be. Oh, the guy who runs the Red Bull team is his uh, wife is Ginger Spice. So she was there. Did you go up and tell her what you want, what you really, really want? I told her what I want, what I really, really want. What I want? I really, really, <laughs> really. Want a zig zig ha? I I just yeah. I do. So I, I I don't know. And Trixie pointed out something interesting because now I'm following all these people on the Instagrams. If you follow Ginger Spice, she only wears white, all white, all the time. Maybe someone told her that's her thing now. I know she must have people running the show. How do you keep us? She's she looks amazing. She's in phenomenal shape. Well, she should. She had those platforms on for so long. I know. And then they finally let her take them off. And then she's like, I'm only going to wear white from now on. They're like, uh, contractually, you have to wear the Union Jack. All well, right. I, oh, what Does it have to be visible? They're like, uh, yes. I could and, wear uh, the underwear and we could see it through the white pants. <laughs> it was an awesome time. I thank our dear friends Aiden and Trixie for inviting us along, and I an extra special shout out to Trixie, who's a huge fan of the pod, by the way. Really? Yes, she was quoting the pod to me, and I was like, "I said that. I said what? She's a big fan of yours." Really? I know. Said Your porn stash ever. and all. You know what you're rocking right now? Your look is rocking like a young Tom Hanks. Well, my surprisingly, my mom told me I looked. Um, she liked it. Oh, the facial she hair. Said, she said I look like. Uh, oh my god, I can't think of his name. Clark Gable. Yes. Clark, you remind me of a young Clark Gable. My sister told me she hated it, and the other one told me she, I looked older. I'm like, well, wow. that's nice. Um, good to see you. I just got <laughs> out of the car. I would have waxed my lip. I would have walked like, away. I'm like, all right. And did you just walk into the water after that, never to I be just seen like, again? 
gave it my imaginary finger. She's like, oh, okay, thanks. I didn't. Is did it my say, turn? Did you say, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I wanted to be like, okay, I have a list of oh. things I don't like about <laughs> you. What a wonderful family reunion. Mm -hmm. You look like shit. Good to see you, sis. I'll tell you something real weird. Oh, my God. Since being back and watching these people race, you get so into it and you get so used to being there over the course of three days because the, the weekend builds up and up and up. So you're there for three days. It's like an endurance thing. And you can, the door, the gates open at eight. You can stay until eight. There's like a million things to do, but it was so hot that we didn't like walk around and, you know, I didn't go searching for Post Malone or Tiesto. I was like, you'll find me. Um, but when you get back, you're so in the race mode that I got in my car and I think that I'm racing now. Like, you know, when you do something so much or you see something so much, or it's like when you used to play Tetris and then you'd close your eyes and still see te Tetris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what it felt like. I, I was like, these first two days of being home, I'm driving in a CRV like, ah, ah, ah. oh, if I crash, then someone's going to come and bring me into the pit. It's fine. So I'm guessing Jim doesn't like it when you drive. No, but I do try to, Get him to change my tires in three seconds. Oh, that's good. How's that working out? We're working on it. He's slow, but, you know, okay. he's new here, so. Are you ready? Right. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Post Malone. And I'm, and I'm, <laughs> I'm Ellen Stardust. Sure you will. Oh, she's a whole person. She's a whole person. And we're coming to you from the Maha Ah Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? me in the crv yeah on new jersey great. turnpike just letting her rip and opening her up on the open road because this week like all weeks that's what we are doing we're taking out the advice articles of ann landis and dear abby we're pulling them into the pit and we're we're opening them up we're we're changing their tires and three seconds flat and then we're getting them right back out on the open road baby so that they can cross that finish line spanking them in the shower with a wet towel Ooh. and maybe like a Bar of soap wrapped oh, up. In because it. that's what, oh, yeah, or keys or, or locks, locks. That's what it is. Yes. And then we're gouging out their eyes when they don't even know we're standing there like Whitey Bulger. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. So what is your bulge waiting for? Follow us on social <laughs> medias at Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Check out our website, dearpodofficial.com. Binge every last sexy episode over there. Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs and send us an advice question. We shall answer it here live on the air. Well, live to us, but not quite live to you. Replayed to you, but equally yes, effective. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, our YouTube page, we have one of those. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. So pull it on into the pit, baby. Change the tires. Arr, arr. 
gas up your oh, engine. Man. I'm so excited. I'm just, I just, I'm in the mood because of Formula One. You know, it's like I understand the sport now. Sure. I get it. And I think I could fit into their cars. All of these drivers are very slender and tall. It's like Kentucky Derby for millennials. That's, I think, the best way I can explain it. It's like a cool Kentucky Derby. There's khakis, but they're like Dolce Gabbana khakis. You know, it's like, oh, it's gap just keys. gap keys. Yes. So I am very excited about this. This week's theme. Ugh, I, look, it's one of my favorite things to watch on the TV. This week's theme is murder. <laughs> Murdering. Now, some of the articles were dark and a little too actual murder real and downer but hey hey it's Poor gonna if, it, it, you could be like the staircase you could be the next netflix uh how to make a murderer type thing i if there is a story about a murderer on netflix i am watching it not just for uh like a diy thing mm-hmm. you know that's I watched so many of these during the pandemic and everybody's like, what did you learn about yourself? And I'm like, well, how to dispose of a body. I mean, seriously. For real. I mean, it's something that you need to know. I think everybody does because we're so green and eco-conscious now. We need to know a good way to get rid of a bod. Murder. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, for real. I think it's, I, I'm, look, everybody gets fascinated by these mass murders or any kind of thing that happens. There was actually a murder one street over from my house. Go on. The like the the street per, uh, par, parallel to us, not yeah. here, not here. Well, Jersey Christ, come on, There's sure, a, you know. Yeah. But like in my hometown, where that stuff never happens, because I, my hometown is still a little bit like 1950s. It's a little Mayberry, and uh, a guy killed his wife and kids one street over. Isn't that how dark? Did, how did he do it? How did I think I'm it was taking notes? Uh, just asking for a friend. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no. I think it was stabbing. And I think he shot himself. I think it was one of those one of the one of the murder suicides, you know. Mm, mm, Isn't mm. that a downer? Didn't know him. This was but this was not Well, thank God one. you didn't. I mean, that would be awkward. I mean But yeah. Murders ever happen in your hometown? You're from Chicago. Cripes. They're happening Probably. right now. Yeah. I got to get off this podcast so I can go, uh, you know, keep up. Go on a spree as mm. tour. I don't know of any murders per se in my neighborhood. Do you watch a lot of murder shows? I love, yeah, I, I'm a, yeah. I, Did you I watch the them. one about the um, John Wayne Gacy? Um, I watched the first one, but didn't watch the, the most recent that. one. Oh, one, oh, it, was it a like, series? Yeah, I think so. I don't, you know, I binged the whole thing. So in my mind, it was just one big movie. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I'm losing like a sense of reality when, when they release these things all at once, I'm like, why would you ever just watch one? It's like eating a single French fry. Yeah, or drinking no. one glass of wine. I don't understand these people. I know. I I have not watched the recent staircase thing because I think I've watched the staircase 
in all 50 different iterations. So now my brain is confused. Did he do it? Did he not do it? Um, I know. I feel like I've watched it in different languages at this point. Correct. (laughs) I've watched uh, Le Staircase, uh, El Staircase, El Staircase O. But Um, here's what I don't understand about this. So we're all led to believe that this woman fell down the staircase. And exploded. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Yes. Someone threw, had like a fucking water balloon fight filled with like either red wine or just like pig's blood and just threw it down the stairs. Yeah. How about this? She fell down the stairs if she was married to Gallagher. There you go. It was the most explosive. There's blood everywhere. And he's like, I don't know what happened. She drank some wine, fell down the, the only, stairs and, and kaboom. And the only way this works out is if she is like a, from a family of pinatas. That's the only way that or this works. if she's a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> right. Yeah. But do you know? Now, see, I have not watched this new Staircase thing because it's it's just like, it's a TV movie, right? It's starring Tony Collette as the wife. Right. So, right. I, yeah. And like, I don't know, Matthew Modine. I don't know who's in this thing anymore. This That doesn't interest me as much as the real story and the real people. Like, I like right. a real documentary. Of course, I'm still going to watch it because if it's out there... Why not? I finished Ozark. I need to move on emotionally. I hear you. And we can't talk about it because you haven't finished it. Okay. I, um, I know. I'm a terrible person. But the, uh, so it made me go, well, what did happen to him? He's so squirrely and weird. And the whole family is squirrely and weird. And I feel like I've known this family before. I feel like I look at them and they're like, oh, we're just going to have, um, we just have like poetry readings on Sundays and we just have like locks for brunch. And we just, you know, if you guys want to come through, we just have an open house, you know? Um, and Jan here is going to make her chicken tikka masala. And th- it's that family. It's it's like a faux um, intellectualism. Like, you know, they're weird, performative. They're, they're performative intellectuals. Oh yeah. God, that's, those are big words. But I- you know what I mean? They, they, you think that they're smarter than they are. Well, and then was, but isn't he like a closet homosexual too? Oh, he's got, I think so. Didn't she find something on his hard drive? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I do mean hard, you know what I mean? I mean, these people never learn. It's like they just don't. But here's like the thing they he's, Google how to kill my wife. Yeah, I know they make it real easy. They love to leave a paper trail. It's actually like he prints it out by accident. <laughs> and he leaves it in the tray. <laughs> you guys, we went looking for evidence and we found this printed copy of How to Murder My Wife. It was on your dot matrix. So he also did this doodle of, well, first it was the turtle doodle and then it was uh, a set of stairs uh, and then a stick figure and then another one pushing her down the stairs <laughs> and then the stick figure exploding. He also but I have to say he did. It does look a lot better. Than the turtle that he drew. Yeah, I just, like he the, just got better. He just got better. Was as better. He drew. Yeah. And also, um, you guys, I found these. The desktop over here was open and there's a PowerPoint presentation on it that says how to push someone down the stairs and make their head explode. Yeah. So let's yeah. just take that as evidence. I don't know. It may, not, it may lead to nothing, but let's yeah. just do it anyway. Also, the Google uh, search was uh, how Gallagher could be a murderer. <laughs> Murder by Gallagher. You know what? If I know I'm going to go, I think that's how I want to go. Death by Gallagher. Just give me a mallet to the head. 
but put have me all in your front friends of all in the front row. Yeah, and give them little parkas, and everybody cheers, and then no parka, no parka, no, <laughs> no parka, you parka, <laughs> who parka, she parka. Is this Look. Sex in the City? Are we doing puns? <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah. So so he's so I googled it, and this guy's out. He's out okay. of prison because he accepted a manslaughter charge. Now I don't understand. Are you drunk? I don't understand how you can kill somebody and be like, you know what? Uh, can we? Can I just say if I if I say I did it, can I just get nine years? And they're like, you know what? Yeah. No, that's fine. It's you won't do it again. I mean, <laughs> he's totally rehabbed. Yeah, I mean, she's already dead. What are you gonna do? And so what if her friend that you happen to push down the stairs in the exact same way 20 years before? (laughs) I mean, what are you going to do, you know? So what if it establishes pattern? You're not going to do it again, right? Is she still here? Is she fine? She's fine. Okay, good, good. All right. Manslaughter. (laughs) She cleaned up the stand herself. She made it. Amazing. We were on the amazing race and I said, well, eventually we're going to have to run down the stairs really quickly. And after, you know, trial and error, and she wouldn't do it, she wouldn't do it. I mean, and that's what happened. So I she put Vaseline on the stairs just to see if she really, <laughs> we were rehearsing for Double Dare. <laughs> <laughs> and we really wanted to master that chocolate fudge slide. And I told her to run on the sides of it, not up the center. And she didn't listen to me. Bitch never learns. Yeah, and I said, while you're doing that, I'm going to master the fudge slide upstairs with this guy that I met online. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me fudge it's slide different. Is real- <laughs> I don't know. Guys, I met him hey, at Q. Hey, it's me. It's uh, it's Johnny uh, Johnny Nine Inches. Do you like to fudge slide? Excuse me. <laughs> Hi, there's this guy Nick that I met. You know, two drinks later, we're doing the fudge slide. <laughs> what can I say? Now we're married. I don't know. I mean. I mean, well, I did have to get rid of the sheets, but you know what? It was worth it. It, it was. Worth it. They they weren't that much an account, you know. It wasn't like a three hundred account sheet. So yeah, it was very. I mean, they were from Target. It was fine. Like one for the team. T-shirt yeah, but sheets. meanwhile, my wife is doing the fudge slide downstairs. <laughs> I come back after doing my fudge slide. I'm having the time of my life. I get down there, bam, heads all over the place. Head everywhere. It's like, it's like someone just went like you know pumpkin bashing. It she, was like what the she fuck? She was making her chicken tikka masala one minute. Her head I'm having everywhere. a I'm having a great time. I had a glass of wine after the fudge slide. I look <laughs> over. I'm like, bam! What the fuck happened? It was like someone had like a paintball fight down the stairs. This place is a mess. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> All right, let's do some articles, shall we? On murder, murder. Yes. Well, yes. This is from the This is from the Galveston Daily News, Galveston, Texas, April third, nineteen eighty nine. Someone's getting murdered behind you. Maybe we should wait till the past. And clear. Okay, background. Okay, and, and okay, let's guys, let's um return to one. Okay. <laughs> this is from the Galveston Daily News, Galveston, Texas, April 3rd, 1989. Dear Abby, what in God's name is happening to this world? I just read in the newspaper that a 32-year-old man in East Dubuque, Illinois, was convicted of strangling his wife during an argument. He killed her in the presence of their two daughters, who were both 8 and 10 years old at the time. He was originally charged with murder. However, after the court ruled that the daughters were too young to testify, the charges were reduced to voluntary manslaughter. See? He served 20 months of the four-year sentence and was released. 14 months ago, 
14 months later, the Illinois appellate court in Elgin gave him custody of his two daughters, who are now 10 and 12. I'm hoping that this that you will print this in order to generate a response from the general public protesting the court's decision. Thank you. Signed, horrified. <laughs> in St. Paul. St. Paul. Mm-hmm. I like your hat. I put on my little uh, birthday hat just to <laughs> lighten the hat. mood. Yes, I have to I'm thinking very hard about murder. You're horrified. I'm equally horrified, as I'm sure others are. Something appears to be drastically wrong with our judicial system. This kind of quote-unquote justice sends a sad message to society. But perhaps we are living in a sick society. This morning's newspaper reported two items that were enough to cause one to lose his or her breakfast. Item number one. A West Covina, California woman was arrested after she allegedly stabbed her seven-year-old son and six-year-old daughter with a kitchen knife. The boy escaped through a bathroom window after being stabbed at least 10 times. He ran to a neighbor who called the police. The little girl was found crying under a bed with several knife wounds in her back. Oh, Medea. Item item number two. A 28-year-old mother was charged with with murder when her three-year-old son was found by his father, hanging from his neck on a row from a bedroom rafter in the family home. Oh, my God. Obviously, perpetrators of such violent crimes are mentally ill. Yet... Our mental health clinics are closing left and right because our government says they have to cut public spending somewhere. God help us. Oh, Abby girl, you have no idea what's coming. No idea. No idea. But I no idea. Uh, I do <laughs> like that. This is such a female thing. I think women love serial killer shows and documentaries and stories of like murder that's why all of those other podcasts that do true crime are so popular and it's always two girls that are like oh my god this guy killed a guy oh my god that guy killed a guy like that is every podcast except for ours dear pod the comedy advice podcast well we don't kill the guy we don't kill the guy but we give you quality comedy content the only way we'll murder is in laughter i killed (laughs) Uh, but (laughs) This is this is a good case in point where a woman writes to her and says, oh, my God, this happened and this guy was killed. And Abby's like, you think that's bad? This guy killed this guy. And then this guy killed his wife and tried to kill his kids. And then this and it's a one upsmanship for murder. We should murder. murder. Yes. Let's get vintage. Let's get Shakespeare on this thing. Women love to talk about murder. 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 That Murder is a, originals. It's a, <laughs> they'll kill your thirst. This tastes like death. Oh, it actually kind of does because only people over the age of 80 eat Werther's. And me. That is brutal, though. The one about the kid. Oh, my God. My Man. God. If you just push that thing out, why the fuck would you do that? Um, but probably that. I think you literally just answered your question. Because the answer is in the question. Oh. Wow. Okay. All right. And letting people out before it's time is like the motto of New York City right now. Uh Uh-huh. The inmates are literally running the asylum. They're like, you know what? This guy killed 16 people in a murderous rage, but God, we really need that bed. All right. Let him out. He's really cute, though. I know. I mean, he's... Remember that murderer who was hot and everybody went crazy and he went viral? There was, like, a beautiful... He he had, like, icy blue eyes and 
his uh, his mugshot was so stunning that they were like, you know what? Let him out on good behavior for sexiness. <laughs> they did. This was like recent. It was like he killed five people and they're like, but you know what? Those pecs. I mean, he is gorgeous. I mean, just don't go, you know, next time don't go in the fridge. You know, just like. Just don't go to the second location. You'll be fine. Please. So I what mean, if you date him for five months? So what? That don't impress me much. Oh, Shania. Is that Shania? Yeah. Okay. Of course well, it is. All right. Well, you know, I have a party hat on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. And it keeps it keeps like jiggling. I know. It's, so it's like you're having a really good party. I've never loved filters more. For anybody who doesn't know at home, I have found that Zoom has new featured filters. And I am wearing a jaunty little potty hat right now for Patty, but it really just looks like I'm wearing a slice of pepperoni pizza on my head. <laughs> However, whenever I uh, speak, it shimmies. It shimmies a little. <laughs> it's so fun what I can just find entertaining these days. I'm a really easy date. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're an easy leg. I am an it. easy leg. You know what else is easy? Another article. This All one right. comes from the Clarion Ledger in Jackson, Mississippi, May 3rd, 1974. Murder of her brother causes many questions. Not questions, mm. question. Just the one. I have a question. I have many questions for you. Dear Ann Landers, my brother, age 21, was murdered three months ago. It is very hard to accept death, especially when it happens to a young and beautiful person. But if I know God for again, gorgeous. But if death comes as a result of illness or an accident, one can say to himself, it was God's will. He had a reason. But death by murder? How can a person accept such a horrible thing? I know I am not alone. This sort of tragedy has occurred in many other families. Every time you pick up a newspaper, you read of murder, a murder someplace. But until it happens to one of your own, you can't imagine what it means. I have talked to our minister. He has done his best to comfort me, but he has no answers. I am no closer to acceptance now than I was the night the terrible thing happened. Can you say something to help me? Signed, Still Morning. <clears throat> Dear friend, there are many questions for which there are no answers. Only more questions, such as why him? Why would a good God allow such a thing to happen? The list is long, and I'm sure you know the questions better than I. You must accept death when it comes to a loved one, no matter how. Why? Because you have no choice. You must believe that God, in his infinite wisdom, had a reason, not known to you now, but it is there. Your brother would be very unhappy if he knew how tortured you are. For his sake, you must get over your grief. I suggest therapy for a few months. Good talking sessions on a regular basis can be immensely helpful. Please go, Anne. Now, do you do you like it when people say God must have had a reason? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. I know that we, it's tough to make heads or t I should probably take this party hat off for this talk. Hold on, <laughs> let let me change my <laughs> let me change my filter to something more serious. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Max Hedrum. <laughs> I loved him. I don't, I, that is cold comfort is what it is. But I think that you got to say something to, to rationalize it in your head. Cause you just can't, I don't know. What do you think? 
you know, in Steel Magnolias, when Anel comes up and says, you know, I she thinks think that God had a reason and, mm-hmm. you know, that her poor body just wouldn't let her do all the things she she wanted to do. So he took her to a place where she could be a mother and she could look out over all of us. I pretty much have the pretty much have uh-huh. the monologue. I'm, and then Sally Field looks at her like, if you don't stop your mouth from talking, <laughs> I'm going to rip that baby out of your stomach right now and feed it to you. If you don't stop your mouth from talking, you're about to join Shelby in that there hole. That actually was the first. <laughs> like draft. maybe we can lighten it up a little bit. And okay. we're, you're about to attack Weezer. So maybe you should threaten maybe to you murder her. Kill pregnant Anel. You know, yeah. it's a and bit much. Like I'm gonna have you join my daughter in that coffin in a minute. Wow. Okay, that's dark. Let's uh, let's maybe we shouldn't ad lib. Let's just stick with this. Yeah, you guys just that? what's what's in print in front of you is good. It's fine. <laughs> the playwright has a vision. Okay. Right. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, before we go back to the whole point of that, I do want to say sidebar. What came up on my time hop from two years ago <laughs> was a, a clip of Sally Field going. And it said to me, me, and I wrote me every time they extend the deadline for releasing this quarantine. <laughs> oh God, I just want to know why. I will never not cry at that scene. There is something about it. It kicks you right in the chest every time. If you do not cry in that scene, you're a sociopath. Oh, okay. Oh, but to the point. Uh, so, so, so what do you think? think do you do you agree with Malin and that's I don't know because I understand that like when something crazy like that happens like how do you even where does it where do you put it in your head I don't think people should speak period they should just say I'm so sorry that's it and move along because uh-huh. I I feel like most you're just you're gonna like you're gonna Sarah hit a Jessica, tripwire. you're gonna Sarah Jessica Parker that in uh, Family Stone, and whatever comes out is going to be tangled in a fucking web of nonsense. And will be box office poison. Yeah, and they're just going to be like, really? God has a reason? Okay. Maybe he can fucking write me a note. Or like, I don't know, uh, skywrite it or anything because my heart is breaking and I want to jump in this river right now or into this thrasher in front of my house. Skywriting is just God farting. Oh. While he runs. Surrender Dorothy. Wow, he must have had a really heavy brunch. <laughs> Will you marry me, June? <laughs> wow. So it must have Ooh. been Mexican night up Ooh, in heaven. Oh, Lord. No, seriously. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, hit me with an article. This is from the Chillicothe Gazette, Chillicothe, Ohio, September 18th, 1970. Dear Abby, <laughs> some friends of ours have gone out of their gone out of their heads over a personal tragedy. Their 18-year-old daughter left home to marry a serviceman she had known only two months. The police were called to avoid bloodshed when she left, and her father warned the girl and the serviceman never to set foot on his property again. Now the father falls asleep on the the porch every night with a loaded shotgun in his hand, and an accident could easily occur under these crazy circumstances. He will not listen to reason. He even got his son to round up a bunch of toughs to try to find the serviceman and beat him up. Are there any counselors in this area who could talk to some sense in this man in his angry state? Signed, a friend. Wait, she's not murdered? She ran away with him? Yes, but he will 
murder him. Oh, he's on the verge of murdering him. Right. Okay. Hence, sleeping with the shotgun like he's the father from Jeepers Creepers 2. Correct. Yes. Dear friend, counselors, a man who sits with a loaded gun and murder in his heart needs restraining first, not counseling. For his own good and the good of his neighbors, your friend should be reported to the legal authorities and the local mental health organization. He sounds sick and violent, a dangerous combination. And since you are his friend, you do it. Okay. Le- are there illegal authorities or there's just legal <laughs> authorities? She just likes to really gild the lily. She's like, mm-hmm. I have to make my 50 word count. Put legal in <laughs> just to really drive it home. <laughs> Of course, it's your responsibility. Yeah, you go up to a father who's completely crazed and likes to have sleepless nights with a shotgun in his hand. You do it. You talk to him. Hey, hey, Terry, it's me. Oh, can you just put that down for a second? I'm just here nope. to, you know, you're, to, oh, you know, mm, get off my lawn. Yeah, you know, I'm just here with the, I, I brought these chips and this dip that I made. And you know what? I'm just going to leave them right here by the fence. And uh, oh, I, I there's a laser a... on that gun, and uh, I'm it, gonna back away. It's pointed right at your head. <laughs> I, I haven't slept in 15 days. Oh, okay, Terry. All right. Uh, well, that's, just that's a lot of Bartles and James around here. You know what? I'm gonna make a lasagna, and I'll bring that by. That'll last you for a couple more days. Bartles and we, James. How about we play Operation? Huh? Get your mind off of this. It'll relax you. It's a relaxing yeah. game. Listen, I've got I've got Battleship, I've got Operation, I've got Perfection, I've got oh, all you, the really soothing all, games. All the games that just get you in that mood for for just like sleep, you know? Just a nice calming game of of boggle. Yeah. Oh, so so he he wants to murder him. We don't know where the daughter is. Yeah, you know what? I think uh I think that guy's just a parent. I think my mother would have done the same thing. Could you picture Moth with a shotgun? <laughs> that seems extreme. Like, what if it accidentally goes off and you have just put oh. a giant hole, like death becomes her? Exactly. In, in your living chest. room wall or whatever. Yeah. You fall asleep because that would totally be me. I'd be like, I'm just going to keep a lookout. I'm going to stand out here on this porch. I'm going to, I just got to keep my eyes open a little while. I just got to, okay. Uh. Bang! Yep. You have a nightmare, you kick it over, and then you kill your wife. Just like the guy behind you. Oh my god, you're doing a remix. Do I have anything else to say on this article? Let's see. No, Jeepers Creepers, I think I covered that. Pretty good. Yeah, nothing else. Nothing else is inspiring me. You? I think I got it. I think you got it. Well, I have one more article. Are you ready for said article? I'm ready for the said article. Said article comes from the Ukiah Daily Journal, Ukiah, California. Ukiah? Ukiah, Ukiah. (laughs) Ukiah, you like her. (laughs) February 24th, 1986. Murderers shouldn't collect money on victims' death. Dear Ann Landers, I am enclosing a newspaper article from the Houston Chronicle that appeared several weeks ago. It is about a man who was convicted of killing his adoptive mother to collect insurance money. According to the article, prosecutors claim that this young man killed three other relatives for the same reason. He received almost half a million dollars by killing the four people. 
Hardly a week goes by that you don't read in the newspapers of others who have committed murder in order to inherit money or collect insurance. Several years ago in Houston, a father killed his son for the insurance by feeding him poison candy. That father was sentenced to death for that crime. I'm assuming it was like ribbon candy. Terrible. Every time I read of such a tragedy, I wonder why there isn't a law against a person inheriting money from someone they have murdered. It seems insane to let a person collect money on the death of someone he killed. Or am I crazy? Sign me, ashamed of mankind in San Antonio. I'm ashamed. Dear San, you aren't crazy. Allowing a murderer to collect insurance on the death of a person he or she murdered. He or she murdered is the height of injustice and lunacy. According to my consultant, Jack Filesticker, assistant counsel with Prudential Life Insurance in Minneapolis, the common law says that one who intentionally and feloniously takes the life of another cannot receive the benefits resulting from the crime. The problem is the state laws vary. Another complication, a person is not ordinarily considered a murderer until convicted. That is the crux of our justice system. Often there is a delay in the courts and the money may come through before the trial begins or before the perpetrator is caught. Still another complication. The insurance policy is a contract with the policyholder and not with the beneficiary. Mr. Filesticker says most insurance companies, if they are aware of the situation, would turn the money over to the court and let the court decide who is the proper recipient. Whoever said the love of money is the root of all evil. Nobody was talking about. Ian! That is lengthy. That is one of the longest answers. And why is it whenever she asks one of her people who are, who are experts in whatever field, they have the most ridiculous name? You know, Jack Flutie Hooties with the Flutie Hootie Insurance Company. But Jack Filesticker seems to know a lot about this. And now Anne knows a lot. And she's putting it all in print because when she kills Jules, she wants to leave a paper trail. I just don't understand why it's it's like she's like, I'm just going to record what he said and then I'm just going to put it in the article. Again, she has a word count. She has a minimum that she needs to meet. It's like, okay, so last week I was like, I only had like, I don't know, 100 word counts. I know I was like 30 under. So I just need to if the word file sticker alone is going to get me up to like 50. Right there. It's like triple word score. Yes, the F and the P, a PF. (laughs) People killing for insurance money happens. uh, I mean, look, I I listen to all the true crime podcasts of all those two girls who are like, this guy killed a guy. Everybody's doing it for insurance money. Do they really think no one is going to find out? Listen, in our years of... Covering crimes as we have. <laughs> we should fight crime, you and I, just for the record. With your facial hair and my wit, we're halfway there. Listen, uh, I'm with the uh, Dateline uh, Crime Division, so uh, I got the same thanks. Yeah, I'm Kathy. Who are you with? <laughs> She's Lacey. I'm khaki and she's uh You're definitely Lacey. khaki. You are. You're khaki. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is a friend of mine was dating a guy who now he didn't kill his grandmother. He just kept her body on ice in the house so that he could keep collecting 
her social security checks. But the best, she dated this guy. And she left that part out, like when they were breaking up. And so she's going through a breakup and she's talking to me about it. She's all upset. She's like, you know, and he didn't call me. And then, you know, then I found out that he kept his grandmother in a barrel in the basement so that he could collect her checks, but he didn't call me back. And I was like, and I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, okay, let's, let's, um, Okay, wait, the calling back part, that's the part you're focusing on. You literally just said he's been keeping his grandmother in a barrel in the basement. You're like, did I have any pickles at his house when I I was over there? Did I have any pickles from that barrel? No, you don't. Yeah, that's the first question you should ask. Wow, this is wonderful. Are Are you pickling your own onions now? Wait a minute. We had that barbecue. Oh my God, that was so good. This tastes like Barbara. Is it because Barbara. of grandma? <laughs> oh my God, I bit into this hot dog and look at this diamond ring came out. Oh this my is amazing. God. It's a Cracker Jack. It's Cracker Dog. I didn't know hot dogs had fingernails. Weird. <laughs> Must be a new thing for Nathan's hot dogs. I don't know. Rolling out is something this, new. It's like when they used Nathan? to put the cheese in the hot dog. Remember when that trend happened in the 80s? Oh. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was keeping his grandmother in a barrel in the basement. And that, when she said it, I just couldn't. Where else are you going to keep her? You know, I mean, let's be real. You got to keep someone on ice. Where's it going to be? Why do you think we have a sub basement? Right. I get it. I mean, Jules better not cross me. That will now I know. And all two of our listeners know. If you don't see Jim, we're up to four. We're up to four. We have Patreon members. He's in the barrel. But you know who's not in the barrel? Our Instagram mail. Wasn't that the best Mm. transition I could possibly make? That was terrible. Then let's do it. Here's a horrible transition for you. Ready? It's It's time time to kill Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Murderers sound like this. They are so angry. Murderers don't sound like that. They sound like the guy in the staircase who's like, I don't know what happened. They had just brought the pizza in, and I was like, now I want pizza. And then I was going to go to the stairs, and then I realized I was watching a pornography film, and then that the stairs were now filled with my dead wife. But I, I don't, don't remember a thing, so I... I'm Maybe gonna... it was her fault. Maybe she hit herself with the phone. I'm going to claim absentee. All right! Like... <laughs> Look at we're like, oh, we're gonna keep going, and Jules is gonna cut half of it out anyway. We know him; he's giving me the finger right now. Oh, that's right. Oh, the finger right back. All right, Fucking it's time like that for finger. Instagram mail, baby. We have one Instagram mail question this week, so email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com gmail, or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial and uh, write us an advice question. We shall answer it in the style of Anne Landers and Dear Abby, which is what we're going to do right now. Do it. Dear Pod, my husband's snoring is out of control. We live in a one-bedroom apartment, and I am sure the neighbors can hear him through the walls. It's gotten to the point where I sleep on the couch most nights if I want to sleep at all. How do we take care of this? It's affecting our marriage. Signed, Sleepless in Saratoga. Ah, the good old snoring. Mm Mm-hmm. Dear Sis, if there's one thing I've learned from my weekend binges of Dateline, where there's a kill, there's a way. Oh. I mean, will where there's where where there's a will where there's a will. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there there has to be a will. There's a way. <laughs> what the hell are you sleeping on the couch for? Tell Rip Van Winkle couch time for him until he fixes his disgusting breathing habit. 
Have him see a doctor. In the meantime, keep a basket of his socks balled up next to your bed. And when he starts at nocturnal racket, shove the striped pair of dress Pierre Cardin socks down his gullet. Abby. Oh, Pierre Cardin. You had to bring him into it, didn't you? What did he ever do to anybody? Pierre Cardin. Pierre Cardin. Uh, all right. Let me tell you what Anne has to say. And then I have something to say about snoring myself. Get get excited. My snoring opinion. yourself. Snoring myself. Okay. This is for Sleepless in Saratoga. Dear SNS, have you tried gently holding his nose and then gently placing your hand over his mouth and then gently collecting his life insurance? According to some of our murder articles today, plenty of other people have. But if you don't want to serve a life sentence, there are lots of ways to deal with the nightly snorkestra in your bedroom. Do what Jules and I do in couples therapy. Start with his issues first. Is he overweight? Does he drink too much booze at night? Is he a backsleeper, a.k.a. sociopath? There could be something medical causing this condition, and I recommend seeking advice from your doctor. Many men are hesitant to go on a CPAP machine, claiming it will make them less desirable in the bedroom. But rest assured, it's not that bad. Once my jewels got used to it, we now do role-playing, where he is Bane from the movie Batman. It gave our love life the kick in the pants we didn't know we needed. Now on to you. There are things you can do to make your life more livable. Earplugs, meditation, rolling your husband over like he's a 7-Eleven taquito. Get yourself some AirPods and put on a podcast. Slip us in your ears as you drift off to sleep. May I recommend Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast, now in its third year on the air. Lull yourself to slumber with our dulcet tones. If none of these things work, I can recommend a good divorce lawyer or one that can knock the charges down to manslaughter. You'll be out of the who's gal in 12 to 14 years with good behavior, but you may not want to leave as you'll finally have gotten a good night's sleep. Good luck, you noisy sons of bitches, and happy ear plugging. And... I'm going to fucking plug that ear. Oh, plug it. Oh, fuck yeah. Get it, get it. I love, okay? Are you ready for this? I love a parade. <laughs> but I like snow. Not like me, my not me, my like. Well, apparently I do, which can't control it. But like the sound of snoring is so relaxing to me. Jules can't stand it, and he keeps like touching me if I snore to like get me to stop. He just gently places a hand on my on my face, yeah, and pushes me over. But like the sound of the little snoring and Jim snoring at night is like. It's like the waves. It's like a white noise. What? He's white noise. He's a white, a little white man. He's white noise. He's my white noise machine. I don't think anyone has ever. How come snoring is not an option on a sound machine? Not an option. That and a cat puking and a dog vomiting. They're not (laughs) options. It keeps people awake. That's what it did. Oh my God, the puking, a cat puking. You know what? That's a genius idea for an alarm. Yeah. If they're upgrading the Apple alarms, yes, nothing will rip me from sleep faster than a puking animal. God, why has nobody done that yet? I find the sound of snoring very relaxing, especially the dogs who can really saw wood. That's like if you went to sleep over at someone's house and they just had like haunted sound effects and that's how they sleep. (laughs) Like just like blood curdling scream. Like, yes, it's like Marilyn Manson's house. Yeah. 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 I, yeah no. I like the things that nobody else likes. 
And that should really say something to Jules. Yeah. Yeah. He should probably break up with you now. Yeah, it's like, but it's like, I like the sound of snoring. I like weird gluten-free things. I like things that have strange textures. I go for the thing that's not the obvious thing. So yeah, snoring, very relaxing. Reach out to me, dear bot official. Tell me if you find snoring relaxing. I don't even understand how you You know like what it this. is in my head? It's that everybody is so comfortable. It's the sound of snoring makes me realize like, oh my God, everybody's so comfortable right now and they're cozy. And let's be real. I fall asleep before any of them. So I don't get that affected by this. <laughs> it's more if I like wake up in the night or to take a whiz or if I wake up early in the morning before anybody else is up. It's like, oh my God, if somebody's snoring, it means they're so comfy. They're like in it. In it. I don't, I still don't get it. The Littles are in their crates right now so that they don't bark at anything outside. And uh, Scotchy has his little, they they have their little bed in the kitchen, you know. And um, he stole, he pilfered a dryer sheet. And he was clearly oh. sleeping on it. Like, I didn't realize that he was hiding a dryer sheet from me. <laughs> what an impish boy I have. Boy loves a dryer sheet. Well, maybe he was smoking pot and he just had to. Diffuse it with the dryer sheet. You know what? Kids today will do anything to keep you from finding their stash. I know. Isn't it the truth? I mean, that's why I don't have kids. Oh, tell me about fucking liars. I won't. I I don't have kids because my uterus has stalagmites in it at this point. (laughs) Let's just say, you know the movie Goonies? When they went off looking for that treasure? That was my uterus. It was filmed in my uterus. Hmm. Pirate ship and all. All right. Are you ready? Let's do a little specialty cocktail. It's It's time time for for a specialty specialty uterus. Specialty urine. (laughs) Specialty pee. Do it in this cup and give it to a nurse. She's waiting outside to collect your sample. A sample of a specialty cocktail. And you know what? There was a point in college where I was like, I've got to be just peeing whiskey at this point. Oh, God, I'm a lady. I'm a lady. All right. This week's specialty cocktail is love and murder. Murder. All that matters is that you believe that James Jules Ferris was watching a Broadway musical at the time of the incident. Not guilty. For this you will need one ounce of green chartreuse, one ounce Campari, one ounce lime juice, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup, and get ready for this, four drops of saline solution. Not the kind you put in your eyes, you make your own. Five to one, water to salt. Five parts water, one part salt. Dissolve, make your own saline. And a little little antifreeze. I know. Oh, that is so Heather's. All right, for this, you will want to combine all ingredients into a cocktail shaker, add ice, shake, and double straight into a frosted coupe glass. Here are his tasting notes. Just reading the names of these ingredients in this cocktail, you are either going to love it or hate it. 
And if you hate it, this may just be the perfect beverage to eliminate your enemies with. We've got two polarizing liqueurs coming together in both the Chartreuse and the Campari. Two herbaceous, bittersweet flavors battling each other. Will one dominate and leave the other behind in a bloody mass on the battlefield? Will there be any witnesses left as you attempt to kill the taste buds of your clueless cocktail victim? Will Jules use more descriptive murder language to make sure that he's driving the theme of this week's cocktail home? My suggestion is that you wear gloves when mixing this drink, just to make sure you don't leave any fingerprints behind. And that is the love and murder. Oh! Oh! I already just murdered this podcast by clanking the drink into the microphone. All right, so this is what it looks like. It's um, it's pinkish. It looks sort of like a... What, you, what was co- the Cosmo? I almost said Carrie's drink, you know? Cosmopolitan. Ooh, she is herbaceous. She is funky. Herbaceous. I like that this is now becoming like um, ASMR where I have to explain it to you, though. Ready? <laughs> yeah, I like that. But go slow. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. No. Ah! Oh, you know what this is? This is the Sybil of drinks. It just went through five personality changes. Okay. It's what just happened? A lot. Tell There's me. a lot. I was feeling show a lot. Me. Let me walk you through. Show me. When you first take a sip, it's like you're drinking a pine tree. Oh. Yeah. And then it becomes like a bit fruit juicy. And then mm-hmm. it hits the back of your throat and becomes so tart that it swallows at the back of your throat and then you can't breathe, so then you die. So I guess this is kind of perfect for that. It went through like six different shifts. It it made you feel a lot of different things. Like, what's something that makes you go through the whole range of human emotions? Hamilton? Mm, I think about the Menendez trial. Tom Hanks movies. Yeah. Huge range of them. Uh, well, the Johnny Depp trial too. Not murder, but you know, somebody's getting killed at the end of this financially. Well, I think it's Johnny. You think he's going to get killed? You think that he that she's going to win? No, I think financially he's already ruined. Well, no, I think that here's my theory. I mean, he he's not going to get fifty million dollars out of this broad. No. But he proved that that number is not arbitrary. He said, this is how much money I have lost as a result of this article. And it does add up to $50 million. And the irony is her going, I'm going to sue you for $100 million. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> no one is offering you $100 million to do anything. If you stayed with him and you stopped shitting on the bed, maybe. Maybe. That's a big maybe. It's a big Maybe. But he actually proved it. So now, whether he wins this or not, he's already won. Because his goal was to take her out in public and drag her for filth. Mission accomplished. And Robert Downey Jr. has already like offered him a job. Offered him a movie. Of course, really? Robert Downey Jr. I mean, like, let's be real. He was like, I know the crazy bitches. You are part of my production company. Yeah, he's already going to start working again. Well, She's not. It's going to go the other way. It's going to ricochet hard. I have no idea what she does anyway. She's an actress. No, I know, but I still don't know what she does. Nobody does. 
Amber never heard of her. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's just there for the taking. And weirdly, nobody's taken it yet. So I will pick up the mantle on that. Have you watched any of it? No. I really really recommend it. It is such good TV. Real salty. Oh, salty. That's the other thing that's in this drink. Salt. (laughs) There's salt in it. And now I taste it like three minutes later. It's like somebody cried in this drink. They probably did. Yeah, that is bizarre. I I don't know that I could drink a full one of those, but the sip was quite the experience, and now I'd like to brush my tongue. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.